0: it is all day the talk my credo podcast turn this up. It's you.
1: just, it's just dope. It's just dope. Probably uh, in the last episode. Uh, let me go ahead and, and intro this the the right way. Let's not be like twenty minutes in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Dante here with another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm here with my bro P Shawie up in this thing, chilling, 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 and. Oh. uh yeah, man, just kind, of, just kind of reminiscing and chopping it up a little bit. I uh, We're probably going to go through the same format as last time. We don't really have a format. I may bring up a topic or two, depending on how we feel. And, you know, we're going to keep it going. Just a a nice a nice little chit-chat, all right? We're going to do that. We're on the road to episode 150. Y'all be sure to do what y'all do to uh, help us finish strong as we pass, you know, go through that finish line, like, share, comment, subscribe. We're on the way to 150. Then we're going to revamp some things. Um, then we're gonna come back bigger, better, better than ever. You know what I mean? Give me up in this thing. But
0: right, man, right.
1: um, I was mentioning kind of like um I wanna <clears throat> say regrets, but may- maybe shoulda coulda woulda, some shoulda coulda would I was following. And one thing that I had to get out of was being too passive. Uh mm. we mentioned in the last episode, it's kind of like how we deal with situations as men and how, how we mature to where you know we may have responded to things one way. But as we've gotten uh, grown and, and older and there's other things around us that we're responsible for, we've learned to respond to things in a much more mature, thoughtful, logical, strategic way. Um, and one thing that I had to really get out of that I felt like was my own kryptonite that I was sabotaging myself was I, I was a little too passive in things to where you know success and things of that nature, uh whatever you want to do is not something that will that is given to you. And I've learned is not even something that is earned. You know, it is is it's something that is taken. You know, uh any anything, power, success, positions, you know, all it's it's taken. You have to take it. Um, and there's a sense of, you know, I've always been competitive, but it, it was always a sense of passiveness to where I've always felt like whatever I get, it will be because I've earned. Not because, and not saying that's a bad thing, but I was never really aggressive in in earning it, if that makes sense. Um, I always was like, say with basketball, like everyone knew that, you know pretty nice you know I, I was I was okay but I felt like well I play hard and I'll earn my positions but at the same time I I never had a um, well I won't say never but it, it was I was a little short when it comes to like say say a killer instinct if you will to where yeah I'm going to earn it and whoever's in my way is getting mowed down that type of thing, you know, whatever obstacles in my way is getting mowed down. Um, it, it took a little while, you know, well into my adulthood to where I had to kind of go back and think to myself, like, you know, there's a lot of, there were some opportunities that I've had that, that did not come my way, not because of any external forces, but it was because of me. Like I was in my own way to where, I felt like I may have deserved something, but I never really hawked it down. You know, mm-hmm. I, I never, you know, I it, it wasn't something that I hunted. It was like, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm making really good music. I'm I'm doing you know, whatever the case may be, whatever I'm doing, like I'm doing it well. So well if I continue to, you know, I'm I'm thinking like field of dreams, you know, if you build it, they will come type of thing. Well, I'm I'm doing this, I'm doing this, they'll come, they'll they, you know, they'll 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 catch on eventually. It's like, nah, you can't, you can't do that. Yes, continue to build it, build it, uh, own your craft. This, that, and the third, earn it. But it's not so much you're earning the thing that you want. You're earning the opportunity to seize what you want. So it was like I'm equipping myself to where, when the opportunity hit, I'm able to to effectively slay it. If that makes sense, you know. Mm. And that's one of the things I feel like, you know, I had to stop being so passive in things. So like the, the things that I want, um, regardless if I have to snipe it down, if I got to walk it down, like it's
0: you gotta go get you know, it.
1: I'm, you know, I'm hunting that thing. Um, and that's if anything, that, that, that will be the, the lesson for you guys, just whatever it is. Um, and as nice of a person that you may be as kind hearted as you are, you know whatever the case may be you still have to develop a sense of a killer instinct because whatever the case may be whatever it is you're going for and it's not so much of how you earn it but it's how you conquer it is 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 how you hunt it down is is how you it's how you conquer it you know and develop that de- develop that ambition to where yes I'm going to earn I'm going to do everything the right way I'm going to get my reps in. I'm going to spend extra time in it. I'm going to master this craft so when the opportunity comes, I will be ready. And when the opportunity comes, it's not only that I will be ready, but I'm not waiting for the opportunity to knock. I'm kicking the door down. It's mm. I am going to destroy any and everything that's going to hold me from that path. Not, not in a malicious way, not, not in a, a shady, unethical, immoral way. But just my my ambition and my work ethic to to get where I'm going to be going to be so undeniable uh, to where I'm going to be right in your face and okay. once again be undeniable. So that that's that's what I've learned and it it came across with say the um the City of Pleasant Living mixtape that I did. Um, that was more or less which it, uh, that's when I first realized the thing I did, I haven't mastered it yet because even though I did that for the City of Shelby, you know, there was a lot of artists uh, rappers and stuff and so on and so forth that did not want me to do what I did with that mixtape mm. you know um, and I'm not ashamed, you know, I reached out to a lot of those people who claim to be the the well, you know it ain't a
0: Chevy mixtape if I ain't on it. Yeah, but
1: that's literally what they said. Literally, they, they've they've said that, you know. And yeah. they went to you know their their little friend group and stuff like that, and of different artists, and they was like, "Well, who who is he?" You know, and it's like, but you don't have a fraction of the talent that I have, you know. But it's like, but if if I would have had that killer instinct, I wouldn't have let that. Slowed me down. It didn't stop me, but it slowed me down because I didn't, I didn't understand, you know, it was like, Oh, now you have to pay me and stuff like this. Like, but you're nobody. If I'm being honest, like you're, you're nobody. Okay. You're, you're popular. You have a nice social group and all of y'all seem to rap. and Y'all got a little follow, but y'all don't and can't hold a candle to me. And even when I look now at the, the music scene in the area, there's only maybe one or two people that still may be doing music if they haven't shifted already. And I'm like, where are these people now? You know, but I remember that. I remember that. I was like, man, it's like, uh, it's, I'm having trouble even in my own hometown because the music people there, there's the rappers and so on and so forth. They aren't trying to rock with me like that. Even, you know, some of the ones that were doing some music videos and all this type of stuff is, is why I got the, the equipment that I got now. Cause it's like, Y'all not trying to take me seriously here. You you just trying to get my money basically. Ah, nah, you know right. you know me. I've always been the type. If I can do it on my own, I'll do it on my own. So right, right, yeah, so right. now I got you know five four K cameras and stuff. Just just you know <laughs> for for whatever I want to do. You know I, I can I can do whatever I want to. Um, but i'm definitely getting back into music that's that's all all that to be said a little sidebar i'm definitely getting back in because i miss it so much um
0: right right and like i
1: said it's just i mean i don't think mindset. i don't think it
0: i don't think it ever i don't think it ever go away you know and um i don't think even so though either. even though the family is a musical family because you know even from church not just in church you know we we do game night but it always turn musical you know when I, when you got kids named lyric symphony and Harmony, you know, Chandler, that's that's my candle maker right there. When you got kids mm-hmm. on the caliber of just musically inclined, even from the princess that's in Shelby, um, it's just like, yo, all, all these kids have something that I know the world is going to be excited to see when they get to that point. Um, it was people at church was like, oh, yo, we didn't, I didn't even know you played drums because um, Little Cousins show up, you know. Um, Courtney Strong drives, you know, he drives all the way from Shelby to church every Sunday, and he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I had to, you know, I had to come from the back being an engineer and get on the drums. They was like, yo, I not know you play drums. I was like, yeah, I stopped playing a long time ago to do percussion. And, uh, you know, I, used to, I I, remember, you know, watching Omar, you know, he's he's the percussionist, percussionist. And uh, he, I think he perfected a lot of things in the craft of being that extra beat on the offbeat. Because a lot of drummers can't play percussion. A lot of drummers cannot play percussion. But um, but I like the different dynamics that being a percussionist can take because I can hold something so simple in my hand and sing at the same time. So even with singing, you know, we do that. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, music is a good outlet for life in general. I go to sleep to it. I wake up to it. I'm doing it all day long. We're not supposed to have headphones at the place that I'm at. However, I'm singing songs in my head because they'll never go away. And I right. think... You know, music has that shift change in your emotions. And I think, um, you know, I play a little piano. So my kids knew something was wrong sometimes when they always would walk in the house and I'm playing piano. They was like, daddy it was wrong. Because I'd just be playing. And I was like, nothing. You know what I mean? But I, I, they already knew the feel because they know if, well, if I get silent and I'm just playing and I'm not saying anything, that I mean I might be going through something or I'm thinking about something. But I feel, I most definitely feel like, um, It's time. It's time for a revival Um, and just life in general. You know, we can go back and talk about all the things that we want. And I didn't start saying this until I hit 35 and recognizing my talents as far as how excellent our class was athletically and talented in general. Because, you know, I'm in ninth grade, get moved up to varsity to be a running back, but yet in ninth grade I was on starting on defense. I didn't start as a running back. And a lot of people didn't know that, but I was a running back. You know, middle school going undefeated and wrestling. You know what I mean? And then on the side, you know, you people don't know. You doing your karate on the side. You know what I'm saying? People don't know. We at the house boxing. So it's just like, you know, people don't know these type of things and like regardless of what anybody say, I feel like, like even when I broke my leg, the doctor said I wasn't going to play football no more. But I think I told this to – I forgot who I was talking to. Man, who was I talking to? It was somebody from Shelby. Oh, I was talking to Courtney about it. I was like, yo, Mm -hmm. I never really got to do anything in college. They had me on – I was a scat back running back. I was a nickel back on defense. I was on special teams, all of them. So my my title was athlete. But I remember I only starting like two games. But those same two games, you know, I scored those same two games. I remember getting my yards in, but it's just like, yo, I mean, I didn't really get that caliber because they wanted a big back. Even though I got the Clippers when it said I was going to be the sleeper, when I got the Clippers when it says I was going to be the one to look out for. But I never really got there. I'm still eligible to play. You know what I'm saying? I still got two years of eligibility to play because I was injury red shirt. Then I transferred and the doctor hadn't cleared me yet to play. So it's just a lot of things. And I think now, you know outside of the semi-pro they got going on and flag football that i know upstate area flag football coming to you soon Speak like it yeah, like so far so blessed it's gonna make it happen but i'm thinking of doing a contact flag football league meaning you can touch but you can't tackle so like you can jam on the line you could you can you do whatever you got to do you can swipe but you gotta still got to pull that flag you can't tackle because now they're coming back with the contact league backyard football they're actually doing that now where you oh, actually okay. putting on jerseys, yeah, and people doing it. now? Yeah. I'm too old for all of that. You ain't gonna be hitting on my body, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm so I'm so you know so much of a coach. I wouldn't mind getting out mm-hmm. there and you know coaching up a team and getting it together. So, um, so I'm gonna holler at a lot of the alumni, you know, um, in Shelby, and try to see what we so, can do with that because I feel like you know we got a lot of a lot of hidden talents up in there. So I you know I feel like we can make some shape.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Look, I I, I want to highlight just um, some some silliness right quick. Um, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll quickly run down so that this will be a, a a little mini doper doo doo thing just to highlight some of the foolishness of the world here. Um, and I, I want to I, I'm not even going to introduce this clip. I'm just going to play it. <laughs> I'm just going to play. it I, I'm, I'm just going to let it rock. So look, this is. This is Lil' Kim, and she's dropping a book. And I want you to see what she says about this book. And I want you to let me know if this is dope (laughs) or if this is doo-doo. Y'all check this out.
0: Y'all know I can't read, right? My book has been done. And mm -hmm. I'm going to write y'all a letter to tell y'all what's going on, but it's not really cool. But I don't want to use this to, to talk about it. I really don't. But just know. It's like that. It's crazy. Like when we when we post our pre sales, we be surpassing the Bible, and that's crazy. And the thing is, it's like the Bible. Like I don't take that lightly. Y'all already know that, but it's like it's some crazy shit going on behind the scenes. You have to be really careful when you deal with these book companies because they try to like really like um, take advantage of you. You know, the little black boy. Okay? okay. Yeah, but I'm gonna write y'all
1: a letter because I don't really want to use this right now, and especially not at this time. Uh, I Peace y'all. Look, man, she said her book is coming, and uh, she she just wanted y'all to know the pre sales is outselling the Bible right now. But that's crazy, that's crazy. So, you think that's dope, or is that doo doo?
0: I wish I had some tissue so I can wipe <laughs> the whole camera. Let me tell you something. <laughs> That's straight up doo baby! Listen, the Bible sells 1.66 million copies a month. 50,000 something a day. Like, 1.66 million a month. And you gonna outsell the Bible? It is crazy that the Bible is the most sold book in the world. It's also the most stole book in the world. So... I mean which way you talking about? Are they still in your book, Lil Kim? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't wanna read no b I don't wanna read no book about you talking about you can make a sprite can disappear in your mouth. I don't wanna read that. Like like that's nasty. You know what I mean? So um yeah, now if you had said a movie, I'm still not gonna give you no more sales over the Bible, but I think it's gonna be enough of y'all telltale tell stories, y'all hip hop artists, to, you know, make a movie. Um Take take a little copy of what Fifty Cent did. Just being honest, take a little copy of what Fifty Cent did and make an empire from there because he showed you the caliber of businessship, if that's a word, that you can do is marketing. You know what I mean? Like like do that, make it work for you. But this book stuff that y'all got going on, this this red table talk mess, this messiness, this I'm, I'm gonna go tell somebody, tell on somebody that's a husband now that. We did something 20 years ago. They got a whole family now. You want to tell their business. They might have cheated with you while they was married. They might have done that 20 years ago, though. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this Bill Cosby stuff. Y'all not going to bring on something from the 80s and try to mess up families because y'all want to tell somebody business because now you ain't relevant. I'm not saying you're not relevant, little Kim. I'm just saying a lot of them are doing it because now they're not relevant. But don't get to that point, people period, where you want to get messy. I'm a nobody. Uh, my son, he tell you my story when he get older, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to do that. However, people that are telling their own stories, y'all writing books, but who asked you to do that? Who said we want to hear the story? Like I want to watch the movie. I never said I want to see the story, read the story. I'm not reading that book. I'm not buying that book. I don't want to see it on the audible. Uh, none of that. Uh, none of that. Like over the Bible? No. Who, who, who we <laughs> what we read? What we going What
1: we going to read? <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. Rest in peace to this little Kim. Just
0: come on now, the, look, look, the, the
1: OG little Kim. Rest in the peace. OG. Rest in peace to the OG little Kim. It's such a tragedy. I mean, no disrespect, no disrespect at all. But man, why did little Kim not have? the value or or value herself the way i she hated her nose and i'm like there was absolutely nothing wrong with nothing. your nose baby no nothing at all nothing wrong with your nose nothing wrong with anything about you like man you was <laughs> as you were when little kim and biggie and this that time the 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 90s 90s Lil kim like <laughs> come on man
0: look look come since you done brought man. up the 90s i don't know what happened to all of those 90s women all of those 90s women it's like it, we get to the tw- it's like COVID hit and it's like what happened what happened where they go
1: oh god what
0: happened? <laughs> not, not COVID. what happened what's up with all these hot cheekbones what is this uh, yes yes like You're disfiguring your face like somebody done smacked you or punched you the wrong way. What's going on with your faces? I don't know. What all you 90s women something going on.
1: It's it's really like I, I just don't understand. Well I, I I know what it is. I know what it is. It's just you wanted to look white. Uh, this, <laughs> that's what it is to me. You, you wanted to look white. That, that's don't that's, say that's do, all I,
0: I got. That's how you do this. Just do that. No, I'm not. <laughs> just no, I'm not. Do that. This is how they looking.
1: No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no,
0: I, it just that's how they looking. I don't know what's going on with them. Me and my kid, we call that like the pool face, but yeah, I don't know what's going on,
1: just, right? Just OG oh, Lil Kim, man. I just yeah, it's just such a sad story. Every time I see her today, I'm just like, why weren't there anyone around you to tell you how absolutely beautiful you were as the black woman that you are? And why did you feel a need to try to? And then she went on to try to bleach her skin. Just, yeah. Why were you so fascinated in trying to look white? Like, mm. and you were so you were so beautiful. You were so beautiful. And I'm not and even talking about the iconic photo. You know, we all know the iconic photo that everyone has yeah. tried to um, emulate. You know, the Nicki Minaj, do the Doja it. Cats, yeah. all up. Just yeah, like you can't do it. everyone does that pose now. But I- I'm not even talking about that. Just you as the the black woman up and coming. That you know, it, but
0: it just see, what but it but, but you said that like. It doesn't matter if somebody else is telling her that if she don't believe that.
1: If she don't believe it, you know yeah. what
0: I'm saying? Like, like basically that. A lot of men have told women, "Hey, you're beautiful. Hey, you're gorgeous." But then, those are words. But if they're not being treated if as if they're beautiful, if they're not being treated, they don't believe it themselves. And they don't believe yeah. it themselves. Then it, it that that su- supersedes everything else anybody else is saying. Like it doesn't because matter. Because
1: same thing. Rest in peace to uh, DC Young Flies girl you know, absolutely gorgeous, but right, she right. wanted to, you know, get a makeover and do different things to her body. And unfortunately she passed from that. But just like, you look at it and you're like, why? <laughs> like, why, why do
0: anything? What, what, wasn't nothing wrong, yeah. you know? And I'm not saying, nothing I'm not saying whether or you, not girl. he did it or not, but some of them say, quote unquote, allegedly, you know, he made her feel insecure, but you were secure before him. But at the same time, you know, DC didn't really want her. She he said she's not my type. You know, their initial mm-hmm. response to each other, because we, you know, I got a little a lot of little brothers down here that um that did a lot of shows and did a lot of film with, with them. And um, yeah, they say she was a sweet soul. Yeah, it was, it was just,
1: they were just so tragic. So tragic. Um here's another thing I would, I want you to let me know if this is dope or doo doo. Recently retired NBA star Carmelo Anthony, Um, and I'm going to try my best to be as neutral about this as possible, but uh, Carmelo Anthony had a, you know, his basketball career is come and gone, Hall of Fame player, but he was recently asked about how does it feel or does it bother him that he was able to not win any championships, right? Um, And he says, well, honestly, it's not about winning championships anymore. It's about getting the bag. And so he says this. No, it doesn't bother me because the game has changed and the culture of the game has changed. It was like in the 80s, 90s when it was about ring culture. I think now it's about money. It's the bag. Let me go get that 200 mil and rightfully so. The focus is not just rings no more. You know what I mean? You still want to win championships, but it's like I'm going to get that 60 million before I go get the ring. I just think that the mindset has shifted tremendously when it comes to ring culture. Like there's no way that guys who haven't won the ring shouldn't still get the credit they deserve. Charles Barkley is who he is. Reggie Miller is who he is. We all who we are. So because we didn't get the win, the NBA championship, we shouldn't get credit. Like we should just be dismissed on everything. So I always kind of disagree with that. But as far as ring culture, I think people understand that it, that not everybody can win it. And that's basically what he's saying. Like, no, it's not about about winning championships and you know establishing your legacy as a champion but if I can get that 200 million dollars then I I think that's more important so with, mm. with that aspect do you think Carmelo Anthony's perspective here is that dope or is that doodoo
0: it's his perspective so um, his perspective is dope his perspective is dope. Uh-huh. My perspective on his perspective is doo-doo. Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go from averaging 28.9 points a game, and I know y'all like, oh, how did he know these things? I know Carmelo, Carmelo, LeBron, D-Wade, you know what I mean? That's them our boys. That's our class. So you ended with L.A. at 13.3 points a game. So it's like. Okay, you, you went to LA for a reason, though. You went to LA, LA chasing that ring. So you, you we can say what we want to say. You went to LA expecting to get that ring. And um uh, and I feel like at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people go to. You know, I'm a Dallas fan. So all I hear is when last time y'all won a ring? When last time y'all won a ring? I was like, when I was 11. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> it was 20 something years ago. You, you're right. You're 100% correct. So then, my statement after that be what the same thing, but how many rings your team got? So yeah. if if those two comments and those two lines can put the Steelers above somebody or put Tom Brady fans above somebody else, and then San Francisco and Dallas are tied, it's like, yo, what's the topic of conversation? Those rings? What what jewelry you got? Like what's sitting up in your in, in your up up in your trophy case? You don't have a ring enough? So, no, you know, because even Charles Barkley don't have one, but he's in the Hall of Fame. So, um, yep. I don't know if you've seen that commercial or you seen that clip when Kevin Garnett, they was like, yo, Kevin Garnett, you barely missed it. He's like, what? How did I barely miss it? I'm a champion. But wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm looking around. Charles Barkley, you the only one here that's not one. Yep. Like, he, like, he roasted Charles Barkley and he was telling the truth. And yep. um, I feel like at the end of the day, even with basketball, um, you know, If it's not, it wasn't about if Dante won or not. I think you was more so hard on yourself if you played your best, right? But more, but at the same time, Coach, did you allow me to play my best? You know, we had a coach that was against us in those categories and didn't want us to be great. Didn't want us to, hey, hey, y'all, why are you taking the starters out of the game? We like, what you doing, Coach? We got the momentum. I want to get the momentum right,
1: Coach. I know he he had a. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> particular liking, which I, I understood at first, but it was like then he just stopped. Like it, it just he just stopped caring. He like he just melted in. Like, yeah, he, he was just bent on all right. This is the system, and just continue to just run this system. And it was so mid. <laughs> it was so mid, <laughs> and you know, and we all checked out on him. Like right. we checked out on him. It is, it is what it is, but yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like, I, okay, I, I, I see your perspective as dope, but honestly, I still feel like it's doo-doo just because of who you are and the opportunities you had, you still would have gotten your right. money while putting yourself in position to win championships. But everything that Carmelo Anthony did, as far as the teams he went to, um, and the moves he made during free agency, it was all about the money for him. Which, mm-hmm. I understand, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it, but, you know, like, the the Miami Heat super team that happened when LeBron went to uh, Miami. That big three was supposed to be D-Wade, LeBron, and and Mellow. It was supposed to be Mellow mm-hmm. and not Chris Bosh. there. Right. But, um, he, he went for the money and signed the, the deal with New York. So, yeah, it was a crazy big deal that he got but he was mediocre in in New York and constantly bounced off the first round and never really had a chance to make any type of real noise um but he w- he took the deal where if he would have just went along with I guess the the plan that they had yeah he would have gotten his money uh and went down as you know a champion You know,
0: um,
1: so much so that you know, just even the way he went out was sad to me. Just this is the great Carmelo Anthony, who for a couple years he wasn't even able to get into the league. You know, he had to go to Portland. Portland finally had to pick him up after like a year or so him out the league because teams were just like, you know, have given up on him. But it's all good. It's all good. Look, let I'm, I'm I'm gonna give you another um. Doper doo doo thing here. I'm, I'm gonna play this little snippet uh, <laughs> where there's this uh, particular vegan who went on TikTok and he had an issue with some of the emoji that TikTok is allowing. And I just want you to see if, if his perspective and his plea is dope or if it's doo doo. Check this out. And Those emojis honestly should be illegal. I've been emailing Apple every single day to remove the meat emojis from the iPhones, and they're not doing it. I don't know why they're not doing it. I've been emailing them every single day to stop putting the meat emojis in the phones. Like, it should be illegal. It's offensive to me, and it's triggering to people like me who are vegan. It is so triggering, and I don't know why they don't take them off the iPhone, because they're so triggering. These meat emojis that you see on the screen right now are offensive to trillions of vegans, myself included, all around the world. I am an extremely rich and famous person, and I should not be having to deal with this in my comments. Enough is enough. Stop. (laughs) I'm sorry, P. (laughs) Does he have a point, I guess? Is that doper (laughs) doo-doo?
0: a piece of trash. That is doo-doo. Look, 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 look. I'm talking about, I'm talking about meat-based doo-doo. Meat-based doo-doo. Chunky meat, steak, hamburger, hot dogs, chili, all that. Meat-based doo-doo. Let me tell you something about yourself, young man. You, um, okay, I'm not racist, but I believe everybody is prejudiced to a certain extent. So let me prejudge you. You look like you feel like you're entitled. Uh you feel like you're obligated to say what you want to say. You said you're rich, then don't buy the iPhone. Get an Android. <laughs> get an Doggone. Android. you Pro Android. Let's go, Android. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get you an Android and get off social media. They're gonna keep doing it. As long as you glorifying and 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 putting your veganism and on everybody else, then somebody's gonna pick at you and, and put, you know, hamburger steak in front of you. You know, they're gonna do yep. that. They're gonna they're gonna um tell you that it's a vegan burger and it'd be a real meat patty. <laughs> so uh, oh, somebody's I'm sorry. So, so somebody's gonna get you like that. You know what I mean? Cause I know, you know, vegans don't eat anything that had a um a mammy or a daddy. Well, I, okay, cool, you know, because we I have a good bit in my family, you know, vegans and vegetarians. And, you know, of course, vegetarians, you know, they can eat seafood, chicken to a certain extent, they can eat eggs and stuff like that, but they don't do like hardcore meat i'm assuming but um but yeah sir um no you you saying if it's offensive to you um people that talk like that are usually a part of the alphabet group um it's not it's not that serious if you get mad because people gonna keep doing it they doing it because you get mad that's why so get off of social media and you won't have that problem um yeah, don't buy iPhone. You feel like iPhone is um disrespecting you, then get a Nokia or something. Like, don't do it. <laughs> doo doo.
1: Absolutely, doo doo. Um Yeah, that was just funny. It was just funny to me. Uh <laughs> <State> <laughs> like, what? all right. So crying. something something on, on a positive note. Look, black churches have stepped up to teach black history uh mm. in the state of Florida. After, you know, the state of issued different restrictions on how black history will be taught in public schools. Um, and a lot of churches so far have stepped up to, you know, continue to begin to create a curriculum that teaches black history to 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 kids and people and to their community. Uh, and this is an ongoing thing, because earlier this year we talked about. The, the restriction and limiting of black history and how it was taught uh, in school period to the point it was literally just taken out. And and the information and curriculum that was replaced was some whitewashed, white apologetic type thing. Um, we, we saw the history of slavery where they, you know, was like, oh, you know, basically was trying to... Say, oh, you know, white people are so great that you know they save y'all and you know all all that crazy rhetoric right here. But black churches are stepping in after this Florida restriction that say, well, we're going to teach Black history and we're going to teach it the way that it needs to be taught, which is the truth, the good, bad, and the ugly portion of truth, and not trying to um, protect white people and and all that type of stuff that they was basically trying to do. So do you think this is dope? Do you think this is due to what what the black churches are doing in Florida?
0: I most definitely um, think that's dope, capitalized dope. Um, I think it's the, you know, um, teach no lies movement. But I've always said that I feel like we as a community of black people, African-American descent or whatever you want to be should start at home. It starts at home. So we would have to teach our kids, you know, Black History because it don't just deprive from one month a year. It's a lot of things that you use in the everyday life that Black people have created. You know, even the 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 simple stuff that you wear, you know, is inspired by Black people. the The way you talk, the way you walk, um, a lot of the a lot of the other people are influenced by Black people, and that's Black History. So this podcast is Black History. Um, the the slang is slang It words itself. You know, it's it's just so many things that, that you can go about dealing with Black History. So I'm still actually disappointed at Florida for it was a, a, a Title Nine t- Title Seven House Seven Bill or whatever it was that they yep. passed to, uh, bar, to to bar um, Black History being taught in schools. But it starts at home, Black people. Period. To be able to t- tell your kids about slavery to be able to tell your kids about what they should and shouldn't do. Um, my son, actually, we're going to have to watch when my daughter turned 10 and my, and was was called 12. We sat and watched Thug, the hate you give. We watched that movie. Yep. Cause I wanted them to understand that this really happens in America. I've been a victim of it. Um, getting pulled over for no reason. I've been in the passenger seat getting hassled because I was like, nah, I know, I know the law. I'm not driving. You don't need to talk to me. You need to talk to him. And I was trying to tell my daughters, I'm talking about they're in tears while they're watching this movie. Like, daddy, does this really happen? I was like, yeah. So um, my son, you know, he, he's going to get to watch the movie. But it's what the father does in that movie to be able to t- teach his kids. Um, it's a scene where he pulls his oldest two out and he makes them go over their words of affirmation, the things that he taught them since they was little. And it's touching because I do that with my kids. You know what I mean. I'm not just wearing this shirt because I'm, I'm being a father. Is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. And um, yeah, and I hate when people try to. It, it's it's only one person ever in the world that says you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a man, a man of God, and the father. Only you say that, ma'am. If you see this podcast that he posted on his Facebook, ma'am, only you say that. Nobody else agrees with you. Nobody and, else and will say
1: that. We, we know the spirit in which things are said. Come on now. So, you know, again, as, as I mentioned in the last episode, it's the spirit of a thing now. It's like I, I'm, I'm right. not even I'm not even listening to you. I'm, I'm looking past you and I'm I'm looking at <laughs> and analyzing the spirit in which things are being said. And I'm like, right, no, right. I, I recognize I know what that is. I
0: yeah, know what yeah, that yeah.
1: is. And then yeah. it's like and you're not going to gas like me into thinking anything else. I I am honest and aware of myself enough to where I can take whatever it is you're saying. All right, now let's line it up with the truth. Is what you're saying. Actually true. So am I, or am I not doing X, Y, Z, one, two, three, blah, 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 blah. Right, right,
0: right. Actually,
1: no, I I am. Am I doing everything that I need to do? Um, for the sake of the children, not for, not for your sake, for the sake of my children. Oh, I am.
0: For, All for, right. Furthermore,
1: look, 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 uh-huh. now I say
0: furthermore, are you doing what you're supposed to do? Because yeah. when we talk about co-parenting, when we talk about co-parenting, it works together. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of women, I'm gonna speak in general. A lot of women are using their kids as pawns to get what they want. Absolutely, yes. But then, yes, the, you have fathers now that are getting fed up with it and having to put their self on child support just to see their own kids and yeah. when you get mad at him when he go get another girl that's, that they look better than you or when he move on with his life now you're like i ain't letting such such come this this week i ain't letting such such come this month why they you know the baby want to see me or the child want to see me or the siblings want to see them um i plan on taking them to disney world oh well you should you should have planned. you should have told me i ain't have to tell you about a surprise yeah, i why don't would I tell have you to that? tell you
1: i don't have to tell you <laughs>
0: So but a lot of women are doing it, but yeah. But yeah, I going to yeah, definitely feel like yeah.
1: But it it's just, it's just I don't know. That is it's just you know, the laws still have to work on me with that as far as the <laughs> patience because it it that gets under my skin, honestly, because yeah. it's your your pretentious and childish behavior. It's literally hurting. Our children. Mm. Like. It is like it, it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense, but you can't think outside of yourself. You can't think past mm. yourself. Uh, and then y'all do all these things that only hurts the children.
0: That part. So what like, you going to do with my niece and nephew? How, how, like how you going to do it? You going to let the school system do it or you going to handle it at the house?
1: Oh, it's me. It's me. You know, I, I feel like that's been the problem. Of of our school system, and especially in the black community, I think we we. I'm just gonna be honest, and people have said this before, but I'll I'll, I'll say it too. Segregation destroyed the black community. As far as mm. desegregation, integration, so to speak, destroyed the black community because we felt the white man's ice is better. So we gave ourselves our education over to them. We gave our economy them to where when we had to rely on ourselves that's what we did we were our, our educators we were our right. teachers our doctors our spiritual leaders um and in a time where racism could not have been more prevalent we thrived under the constant threats and and danger that we were in we thrived we had our own economy we had our own businesses we had our own parks amusement parks um theme park like we, we had all forms any parts of life that we wanted we had and it was right. all us uh but for whatever reason we still we still believed what they was teaching that they were better and so we wanted to experience what they had because we just believed they were better and that wasn't the case it nah, wasn't the case but i am my children's teacher so it's like mm-hmm. I, I i will not leave my the education into the hands of it, definitely the public school system or just any other person in general. So right. everything that, that my children have at home uh is some educational something. You know, you you'll learn how to write. You'll learn how to do math. You learn how to do all these things. Anything that I can think of that's gonna keep some education in front of you, I'm gonna do it. Um and I just got them introduced to video games. I'm like, but y'all only playing video games on the weekend and and it's it's a it's it's a system because I like you. Again, it's it's on me. It's my responsibility.
0: Right. right.
1: It's my responsibility, and the the success of my children again it it starts at home, and yeah. I can't trust these this these this school to to do that which I fail to do. No, that's why they they, they go there. It's it's just. It's when you go to school, you, you're basically rehearsing what we teach you at home. So, you know, the, the concepts may be a little different. Um, and you know, yeah, you different concepts, but the, the, the foundation is the same. No, this is how we learn. This is how we're going to do this. And, and yeah, it's, it's on me, baby. (laughs) It's on me, but. Listen, man. Again, we appreciate y'all checking us out. This has been another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante. My boy peace Y'all up in this building. Y'all know what to do. Be sure to hit that like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. We are on the road to one fede. one fede. This is uh, what episode is one thirty eight, one
0: you
1: know thirty eight, one thirty eight. Nah, me. Mean? So we getting up in this thing. So listen, I, 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 we we, we spent a lot of gems. We we, we drop a lot of jewels.
0: When it rains, niggas get wet. Stay dry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But listen, y'all, I hope y'all was able to, to, y'all just be encouraged, man. Y'all be encouraged. Um, Things are shifting and it's definitely going to shift for the better. Uh, So until next time, y'all stay encouraged. It's your boy Dante P. up in the building. Stay fly. Stay blessed. Peace out, y'all.
0: For real talk and dope conversations. Tap it.
1: Come on to the Talk My Credo podcast. Credo.
0: Find us on all streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. Happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube. And talk my credo.